It's time for the great episode of the Ring Side Rant with your host from the hills of West Virginia, JD Justin Davis, and from Rochester, New York, this is RJ. Today's episode is sponsored by Relief Factor. Pain from everyday living, exercise, or just getting older is one of the leading causes of trips to the doctor and sleepless nights. It interferes with daily activities and can even keep us from spending time with the people we love. If you have everyday pain, it stands to reason you need something you can feel comfortable with taking every single day. That's why doctors invented 100% drug free relief factor. Now, tens of thousands of customers are using Relief Factor every day to become mostly or completely pain-free. 100% drug-free Relief Factor features four key ingredients that each work on different levels to support your body's natural healing processes to respond to pain and inflammation. Now you can try Relief Factor 2, the three-week quick start retail price of almost $70 is now available to our listeners for just $19.95. Head to the link that is in our show notes to find out more. Start your journey to better health and less pain today with Relief Factor. It's Friday. It is 9 a.m. You know what that means. The Ringside Rant is back at you for yet another great episode. My partner in crime, my jelly to my peanut butter. He's JD, Justin Davis. He is in the flesh this week. He's not Macho Man this week. He, I think he had a little, he had like a bipolar in, incident there. Yeah, I'm back to normal. Well, whatever normal is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. Excited uh, for the show today. Definitely one of my favorite topics. So can't wait to get into it. Yeah, we're going to be remembering Owen Hart. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away 22 years ago this past Sunday. Uh, it, it, it's hard to believe 22 years ago, Justin. Uh, it just felt like yesterday that uh, that, that we lost him. Uh, this was, I got in back in about 99, 2000. Um, back again, at least to the WWF. Uh, I was watching WCW. Uh, religiously as far as nitro goes uh but uh yeah it was it was one of those dark days and still is one of those dark days uh in professional wrestling uh the day that uh, owen hart passed away uh he he's always going to be remembered justin i know that i know you're a big fan i think there isn't really anybody that's not a fan of owen hart that i know of anyways i don't know about you no He's pretty revered uh, in wrestling uh, royalty nowadays. I think everyone looks back with uh, fondness at Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. I was there, or I wasn't there, but I was watching the pay-per-view when it happened. Um, definitely me being a Hart Foundation uh, mark, I was devastated, and I remember crying. I was a freshman in high school. Um, so, yeah, just a terrible, terrible thing and terrible event, but uh, we are here to celebrate the life of Owen Hart, which there's definitely a lot to celebrate. Yeah, there definitely is. He is the youngest of uh, 12 children. So that goes to show you that you know, everybody loves the baby in the, fam- in the family. Obviously, I'm the oldest. 
So I, I don't really know that too well. And uh, my son is the only child, so I can't really relate to that either. So it is what it is. Let's send it up to the ring with Mr. Rich Palladino. Ringside Rant fans, it's the opening contest. I've got to tell you, I cannot believe what I just saw, Owen. Please tell me why. Why this despicable act? Why, I don't, what? Why, what? I don't understand. You want to know why? Bret Hart, you're nothing but a selfish person. I went in there on a tag team match for the biggest match of my life. It was a dream come true. I thought I had the best partner in the world, my own brother. But you're too selfish, like I've said all along. Your ego is too big. You only worry about yourself, Brad. Rowan, you don't Owen, care about me. Unbelievable in front of your entire family. I your don't family care about me. anybody. I was concerned about myself and my whole family. The biggest opportunity in my life. I had a chance, Brett, and you stripped it away from me. You took it away from me, Brett, because you're too selfish. All you had to do was just tag me. My hand was there. Just tag me. I knew your leg was bad. I was aware of that. Just tag me. But you're too selfish. You just want to put your sharpshooter on. I could have won the match. I don't need you with a bad leg doing it, Brett. You're too damn selfish. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Owen, let me ask you something. You've obviously cost Brett a shot at the championship. There's no way he's going to be able to compete in the Royal Rumble match coming up tonight. Don't you think that was selfish on your part? There's no selfishness in me. There's not a selfish bone on my body. He cost himself the WWE tag team belts and he cost me his little brother a guy that's never had the taste of a ww belt before he's done it before he doesn't care about me he just worries about himself i don't care about you in the royal rumble brett because this is my opportunity i'm in it too i'm not worried about you getting cost the ww belt i'm worried about myself and i'm gonna get that belt because i didn't get a chance to win the tag belts because of you but I can count on myself, and I'll take the WWE belt. I'll win that Royal Rumble. All right, thanks for that, Rich. And I wanted to pay homage to his great promo that he did there from, I believe that was Survivor Series 94, right, Justin? Yeah, I think so. When I, uh, when I kicked his leg out of his leg. I still, to this day, I, I don't know if that was actually... I don't think in 94 anything was really scripted. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, or whether that was you know just ad libbing or going in the cuff or calling in the ring, so to speak. Uh, but he, like you said, he's young as the 12 children, he comes from a very historic and monumental family, the Hart family. Uh, we'll get into that obviously a little bit later with uh, Stu Hart. Man, get the rhino. That's the worst Stu Hart impression that you'll ever hear, folks. I'll tell you that right. I, I don't do impressions very well, so. That's where uh, that's where Justin comes in, but I, I I think one of his biggest accolades that we did see from him was in '94. I think '94 was his year, Justin. Stan, it was his breakout year for yeah, sure. Stand if I stand me if I'm cursed and corrected, but King of the Ring in '94, WrestleMania 10, that should have main evented. To be honest with you, uh, could have main evented outside of the, obviously the title match. Uh, but it was that was the year that uh, Brett and Luger won the Royal Rumble, so you kind of kind of lost a lot, lost the luster, excuse me, uh, in that. But King of the Ring '94, uh, SummerSlam '94, uh, 
cage match. We'll get into that a little bit later as well, but cage match against his brother for the title. Uh, it was one of the better rivalries of, of that year of 94 was the heart versus heart brother versus brother. Uh, and to me anyways, that's what really put him on the map. Like you said, it was his breakout year. Yeah. And him turning heels uh, was perfect for him because it gave him that opportunity to not get stuck in Brett's shadow, so to speak. And, you know, not only in storyline, but also, you know, in real life, because, you know, if he stays a baby face, probably not going to have near the year 1994 that we have uh, as we got with heel Owen, which was amazing. You know, I loved it when he uh, got his mom to throw in the towel in the backland match. Um, just all kinds of good stuff on that, that whole, you know, heel run against Brett. Yeah. It, it, but, you, it, but also got everybody involved too. It got Stu involved. They got Helen involved. They got, the rest of his family, the rest of his brothers Jim and Neidhart. his sister and Jim Neidhart involved and, and um, Davy boy too. And that was even more, you got matches outside of that. You got the match with, uh, with uh, Davy uh, for the IC, I believe it was the IC, right? Uh, they had Late, a match later on. in 97. I think that was for the championship of the European title. On European. Raw. Okay. I knew it was for some, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it, just blossomed from there and that's what you look back on it now and i implore everybody to do that uh you don't have to sit there and watch every single owen hart match it's a good idea because they're great matches but uh go back and watch i saw one the other day doing research for the show was with owen hart and uh, juice and thunder liger in new japan i believe it was 91 yeah it was and I totally forgot about that. I'm like, holy crap, that was a great match. Because uh, everybody always remembers his stuff in the WWF, obviously. Uh, and they kind of forget that he went over to Japan after he left in, uh, I believe. And he had a short little stint in WCW. Very short. Very short. Yeah. Uh, which I think that worked out for the best anyways, uh, for everybody involved. But no, he uh, returned... Uh, over there in uh, in the ninety one, uh, in Mexico, in uh, Japan, worked a little bit in Germany. So he went overseas. You don't see that now, where people will okay go overseas first, then they'll come over work for one of the major promotions, whether it be a la WWF, WCW, whatever. Obviously, be WWE. We know the promotions now, so we don't have to get into that. But. Uh, my my big thing is do you do you think that he should have came in when he first debuted in 88 do you think that he should have came in as himself instead of the blue blazer mm. yeah you could have but i don't know if that would have got over just you know owen hart coming in just as owen hart Brett's little brother mm. i don't know I think that it, at the time, you know, Bruce was opening up that box of gimmicks and everyone had to have one. And uh, that's what he got stuck with, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, but I think whether it 
he was the best wrestler in the world or whether he wasn't, he was always going to have that label as Bret Hart's little brother, no matter where he was going to go, unfortunately. Uh, but he certainly out uh, outworked his shadow and outworked, not outworked Brett by any means, but outworked everybody's expectations of him. Obviously it got cut too short and <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, you know, we play that. What could have been, uh, what could have been thing. Uh, but it's just, it's just unreal to think about it at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at him as, as good of a worker as, as his brother, Brett. And that's really hard to get to considering. I think Brett's one of the best that's ever lived. And Owen was right there. Owen could work as good as anybody in the business at the time. And, you know, he could do things off the ropes and backflips and stuff that Brett didn't do. Mm. And that was even for that revolution, revolutionary for that time in the late eighties, early nineties, not nobody was really doing it in the States. You, we had a lot of the luchadors in Mexico uh, and overseas, but nobody was really doing it at all in, in WWF or NWA or, uh, the territories or whatever, but uh, he came in, obviously, like we said, as a blue blazer, 80, 88, uh, shortly after uh, WrestleMania five, like I said, he left uh, to, to, and took the gimmick with him. He returned to stampede up in, in Calgary to his father's promotion there. But I, I always go back and say, Man, what could have been with this whole thing that, uh, if he came into this himself, it may not have gotten over, but I still think that it would have gotten over to the fact where, okay, it's, it's a heart kid. Yeah. So I think it still would have gotten over a little bit, uh, but not to the obvious, not to the point that, that it did later on, obviously. Uh, but after he went to, he left uh, new Japan, went to Germany, uh, with worked with catch rest catch wrestling association, CWA. Uh, and then he parted ways with them again. And they came back and formed uh, high energy with Coco beware, which if this wasn't a case of one of these things is not like the other, I, I don't know what the hell is uh, and, and nothing against Coco personally. He wasn't my, at, at this time he it was the gimmick era and he, he was that guy. He had the stupid bird. And yeah, I kind of liked high energy. I was into him as a kid. Well, but that's, the, it's like, I think it was for the kids. It wasn't obviously for the adults that are watching it uh, at, at this time. And I, I just, I don't know. I just thought, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I don't yeah. know what it was. It just didn't, didn't do it for me. Um, then he, then he uh, started the new heart foundation, right? With uh, Nightheart. The Newhart Foundation, yeah, yeah, with Nightheart, was it yeah. Nightheart or was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then later on it was with 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 Davy Boy. Uh, but anytime you put new in front of something, it sucks. Yeah, new rockers, <laughs> new blackjacks. Yeah. Uh, was it the new Midnight Express, new rock and roll, whatever the hell it? Is. We could go on and on. That could actually, there's a whole nother episode. All the new stuff that sucks. I'm sure that would pop the ratings. Uh, mm-hmm. 
but not Stephen P. New. He does not suck. <laughs> oh, I, oh, wait, I, I got a cease and desist order. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned the How Heart Foundation, the New Heart Foundation. Obviously, we get a little bit farther into uh, 96, 97. We start to see him work a lot more with 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 Davy Boy's brother-in-law. I was always I, I think I was a bigger fan of Davy Boy and Owen than I was of Owen and Nightheart. Uh, just because I always when I always think Heart Foundation, I think of Nightheart. I always think of Brett. I don't think of Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they worked well together. All of them worked well together, period. There's no question about that. But I just think that Davey and Owen just gelled better. They had the chemistry better than him and and, and, and Nightheart, but where Nightheart had more chemistry with Hart or Bret Hart. So what what were you liking at this time? Did you like the Brett and um Brett Nightheart or the Owen and uh uh Nightheart? Yeah. Uh, Brett Nightheart. I mean, that's always the originals, the best, you know, and uh, they're definitely in my top three tag teams ever. So I would have to go there, but I did love Owen and Davey together later on. They were, they were just fun. Like they were always cheating, but they just acted like they were having fun at cheating all the mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, did you like, did you, do you, did you think that Owen Hart made the Hart foundation? Not like came up with it, I don't mean it by that. Was he, do you think he was more of the centerpiece than Brett? Um, what I would consider him as he was like the Arn of, of the group, you mm-hmm. know, he kind of slid into that role where Brett would have been like the flair. I, Owen was like the Arn, kind of the protector. Yeah. Actually, I think that is Brett Hart texting you right now to say, Hey, hey brother, don't, don't be talking shit about me. <laughs> but I think everybody that grew up watching the Hart family always had, they always put Brett one, Owen two. Uh, and that's, that's fine. I, and I just, justly they do that, but I just think that the better, more close, they're more close than a lot of people give them credit for as far as working ability, entering ability. I think Owen had the the uh, the edge on the uh, promo skin skill of it, so I, I really think that that would have set him set him apart from all of that. I don't so, know. I, I like Brett's promos better, especially his '97 promos are fire yeah. when when he was a heel. Now, we obviously later on, too, we saw when, you know, Davey left the company, we saw him start tagging with Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? Uh, did you, obviously came to quite a, a screeching halt, obviously, but did you like the chemistry that they had even? Because obviously I think Owen works so well with others. That's why he was known for a tag, being a tag team wrestler. Yeah, I I enjoyed that tag team too. I really did. I, I I was always more of a fan, probably than most people are of Jeff Jarrett. I liked his work, um, but 
I liked them together. I thought it was cool. You know, two second generation guys, uh, you know, both, both of them have been intercontinental champion and tag team champion, I think. So mm-hmm. it was a good combo. I felt like. Yeah, it was one thing I always thought about doing, obviously doing my research here, too. It's like one of those things that you start to see them make some sort of a faction out of it, too. They could be like a second generation stable, something like that. You get like a cry. Uh, well, not at this time. You could get perfect coming over. Henning come over. One thing I hated about what they did with Owen after Brett left. Like he came back and attacked Sean like out of the crowd, like when he hadn't been there. Oh, since, Owen did. Owen did yeah. you mean or Brett? Owen did okay. like after Brett had left uh, after the Montreal thing, Owen took, uh, I don't know how many months off, but he came running through the crowd to start beating up Shawn Michaels. And I thought they were going to have a great feud and it just never really got there, but they had all the smoke and fire to create a fire feud there between those two with the hatred Owen had for Sean about, you know, Brett's situation. I think you could have put Owen into the main event uh, thing there was Sean for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But they were going Steve Sean for WrestleMania. So that's what, you know, chilled water on that, I think. Yeah. Now, to close out this segment, I, 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 we have to address it. Uh, I don't, I think really want to get too far into the weeds on this because it's been talked about to the debt to, uh, to no, no end. But this whole conspiracy over Owen's death and Martha putting her opinions out there and not justifying anybody else's, it's always her opinion against everybody else uh, and going against the company, not allowing Owen to go into the Hall of Fame, not allowing them to get likeness uh, money, I guess we could say, out of putting him in the Hall of Fame putting them on video games or action figures or whatever. After seeing the dark side of the ring last year, they did the two, they did a two part series on him, right? I think it was. Yeah. Anyways, they, after seeing that, the phenomenal job that, uh, that they've done for that, uh, that show, uh, I'm kind of leaving, leaning a little bit towards Martha, but at the same time, I'm leaning I'm, I'm in the middle. I'll say that because I think he deserves to be in the hall of fame. I think that it's his rightful place, but I see Martha as a grieving wife, a grieving mother that has to go home to an empty house that has to relive it over and over and over again, opening that wound. And I think uh, only time will tell, obviously, but I st- I just think it, it, we enough time has passed twenty two years. I don't think time there's ever enough time to grieving to grieve, but I think we've gotten to that point as as wrestling fans that this may not happen. It may never happen. And we have to, if you have to realize that, and we have to, and we have to justify that. We have to think that of Martha as a wife, his kids that were affected by this and are affected by this. All wrestling fans have been affected by it. You, me, whomever. 
how, what are your thoughts on that? And obviously we could get into the weeds on this forever. Try not to as best as you can, but what do you, what, uh, what, what do you think about this whole conspiracy? I just, whatever Martha wants is what should be done. Yeah. Just how I feel about it. I know the fans would love to have him in the hall of fame. Uh, it would be quite a celebration, but I also, and I would love to see it. Uh, he definitely deserves it. Um, but if that's, you know, I can definitely understand her point, which is I don't want to reward the people that in her mind killed her husband. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can definitely understand that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to wrap your mind around it. One, as a wrestling fan. Two, as a father. Three, as a husband. Whatever. On my end of it, obviously. Not everybody can relate the same way as I can. Uh, uh, But I think we have to really take everything that this entails with a grain of salt realize that there are there is a family grieving still that martha deserves whatever she she wants like you said whatever she wants she give you, you should give it to her and i, I, I we, i'm not getting the specifics because everybody's talked about it i don't want to talk about it uh but i i just think that we should that's what we should do man it really it is really what we should do Yep. And, um, you know, I think that's where everyone is with that right now, but, you know, we still have his matches and we Mm -hmm. still have, you know, thankfully we still have the cock where we can go back and, uh, watch his matches and, um, and celebrating that way. That's what she said. That's what she said, or he said, Mm -hmm. anyways, (laughs) to to end this segment, I want to briefly touch on something, keep it on the positive to go to the next segment is the does Owen Hart really do you think he should have been heavyweight champion obviously not knowing it now we know his his life got cut short maybe it was in his future who knows we don't know do you think he really should have been a heavyweight champion there in 94 strike while while the iron's hot He's at the top of my list of guys that never got a run that I would have liked to have seen, you know, get that run. To me, I think they could have, like I said, did it in 98 um, with Shawn Michaels. Um, But, you know, 94, I don't know. He was still pretty new onto the scene. But, hell, they were giving it to Bob Backlund back then, so why not? You know, why wouldn't you put it on Owen? Yeah, and we, we saw that in 94 there with his match with Brett. I don't think that he should have done it there. Once we get to late late 90s there, maybe maybe we should have maybe we were going to see it if he wasn't uh wasn't timely uh, passing there in 99, but that's something that we could always go back and look at and say, "Okay, this is something that should have happened. It probably could have happened very easily multiple times even." Because yep. he was he was that talented, he was one of the greatest workers in ring. Yeah, and he just played a brat so well. He was really good at playing the little brat, and he probably was, you know, the youngest of 
78 kids there, however many dude, uh, cooked up. Uh, there it but, is. Uh, there it is. Um, you know, I'm sure he's used to that role and he uh he played it really well you could tell he's had years of training of being the little brat well that's without question but one guy that isn't a brat is your friend of mine everybody's friend mr rich paladino so let's set it up to the ring hit to him right now it is now time for rants and raves thankful my man owen spent a whole year of his life promoting this crummy show i did it again yes and i have nobody to thank once again i did it all by my sweet little self two-time slammy award winner i knew it i'm a winner i did it Woo! hey bulldog you may have two titles but you don't have two slammies i thanks for that rich and what a promo that was by uh by Owen there at the Slammies. I, I, I don't think I, what would you rather have? Would you rather have two Slammies or two titles? I don't know. He was pretty proud of those Slammies. Uh, <laughs> I, he made them sure seem like they were uh, way more valuable than I think they actually were. But probably they're probably like spray painted so many freaking times. It wasn't even funny. Uh, so Ransom Rave this week, uh, we are going to, to be doing, uh, picking one match and one rib, obviously with Owen being one of the most prolific ribbers of all time in the professional wrestling business, we're deciding to come up with our best ribs that we've that are known. Obviously, there's some out there that aren't known. So we're gonna know the one. We're gonna let you guys know what our favorite ones are uh, in a little bit. Uh, so, Justin, you want to take it? Uh, take the lead here with your favorite Owen match. Oh yeah, it's um. Uh... Probably my favorite match of all time. It is, in my opinion, definitely the best opening match in WrestleMania history. And that would be WrestleMania 10, Owen Brett. Um, just unbelievable. Just the wrestling clinic that these two put on in this match is one of the best uh, examples of two top workers putting on a great show that you will see. And, uh, you know, these two obviously knew each other very well um, and just worked seamlessly together. I just felt like their matches were were just unbelievable. But this one for me stands out as the absolute best. In my opinion, my favorite match of all time. Now, is this one of those matches that you, that you just go back and watch any time and just watch it over and over again? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, is, it, is it just because of the work or is it the story or what? Yeah, it's a little bit of it, of it all. And then uh, how Owen wins, which was very unexpected. Mm. And, um, and then Brett, you know, later that night wins the championship and Owen's kind of just standing out there looking at him like that should be mine. And then that sets them up for SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, so that is the transition we're going to use right there with my match is the SummerSlam 94 cage match is my favorite match of Owen's. And by no means am I discrediting the rest of the matches that uh, that he's had, but these are just two of the best ones, in our opinions. Uh, but this was 94, like we said. It's his year. It's his year. 
but it was interesting to see how Brett won, or Owen won, excuse me, at WrestleMania 10 there. Kind of similar to what Brett did to uh, Piper. And yeah. I believe that was eight, correct? For the IC title? Yeah. And it's interesting to see how history over or replays itself from time to time in the wrestling business. We're seeing it now a lot with AEW and when compared to a lot of the stuff that has happened in WWE uh, too much people shouldn't chagrin sometimes, but Owen and Brett, this, the culmination for better use, possibly we know it wasn't of one of the greatest rivalries of 1994 of wrestling in general. Uh, because when you think Owen Hart, you think Bret Hart, not because they're brothers, but because of these matches, the match at WrestleMania 10, the match here, the countless matches that they've probably had in the dungeon, the matches that we don't know about that were dark matches that were matches on raw. Uh, and, it was just yeah brett always says that i think he said that in his book like you know our our best matches weren't even on tv well, but that's think... the th- but that's the thing when you a lot of people have always asked what one time frame do you want to go back to and relive is at your current age going back to a certain time frame and this was one of those years man i at this time i was 10 years old I'm, you're ten years old, ten years old as well. Very, I don't remember a lot, a lot of this this time. That this, but that, between this and the '80s, when Flair was starting all those great years in the '80s, this was that. I wanted to see Owen and Brett training in the dungeon in Calgary, there at the Hart family house, and just to say hey this is this dude's gonna be something someday brett and owen or whoever uh and the it, it's hard to imagine that this match in SummerSlam 90 at summer 94 had a very better lead-in story than the wrestlemania 10 it was very similar it was very close i should say because you still had night hard on Owen's side, you had Brett or uh, Davy, Davy on Brett's side, and it's a family divided aspect of it. They that's what they played it against. Well, and that family's been divided for a long time in real life too. And but that was even before everything happened with Owen. Yeah, that was even before anything in the wrestling business happened, and it goes all the way back to the Calgary days, the Stampede days. I'm positive it does just the kids training this and that the girls married wrestlers. It was just, it was just a matter of time. Uh, but I really think that this 94 SummerSlam match really out told the storyline outdid the WrestleMania 10. Yeah. I may be way off on that. I don't know. And you it's can kind of the classic blow it off in a cage yeah. type thing that, that we don't do, but we don't see that nowadays. That's what pisses me off. That's why I love doing all this nostalgic stuff for this show instead of doing uh, what everybody else does and weekly 
WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, whatever. With this, you get to remember those good days when, you know, you and I were sitting in front of the TV watching Saturday uh, Superstars in her pajamas eating a bowl of cereal or whatever. Not everybody ate cereal, but whatever. That's beside the point. <laughs> Hit me with and, those fruit, fruit Loops, please. I was never a Fruit Loops friend, man. Fruit Loops. I, my, my son, Gavin's into it. I don't know what he likes the Fruit Loops. He likes those chocolate, the chocolate, uh, what the fuck were they? That chunk con chocula or whatever the chocolate, chocolate crap. I don't know. Yeah. And what's his stance on what's his stance on Apple Jacks? Oh, he's four. Four. I'm four too. But now, but see, there's a difference though. Apple, a difference between Apple Jacks and and Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Two, they're very apple, they're cinnamon, but they're totally different. And I'm sure this is a lot what people want to talk about and hear when we're dealing with Owen Hart. It's very serious conversation we're having. And we're talking about freaking cereal. It's an important topic. But yeah, let's do our ribs because Lord knows Owen had plenty of them. So Owen's been one of the most prolific ribbers of all time. It's proven fact, Justin. Uh, between him and Kurt Henning. You can't really outdo. I I would love to see how they could outrib each other. Uh, yeah, my guess is those two probably left each other alone. They they just went after everybody else. Oh yeah, but gee, just once. That's all I want to see. Just once. Try to have Owen rib Henning or Henning rib rib Owen just to see what happens. What they could do to get it get to him. But my uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My favorite rib of all time is the one that Bret Hart uh, talked about and mentioned during his father's due uh, Hall of Fame induction to the WWE. Uh, We know everybody knows how legitimately tough Stu was back in uh, back in the 70s and 80s before that, even when he was wrestling. so this definitely it popped a lot of people when we heard it was that he also mentioned his book too right yeah so he says wrestlemania 5 uh the brett and was in Stu's hotel room and i forgive me if i'm butchering this story but uh brett is in Stu's hotel room and the phone rings and you know he gets up he answers it and it's his old friend friend reg park hey is this reggie yeah reg reg is that you oh yeah so it you know it, it's about it's it, it reg is talking oh it is uh talk about the good old days in calgary and uh, working and you know then all of a sudden, Brett sees that uh, Stu's getting upset, and uh, you know, I, I think I think Stu says, well, "If you ever wanted to come at me, Reg, why didn't well, you just fucking say something?" Well, you, you could hear Brett's like you could hear Reg in the background saying, "If, uh, if you you didn't ever had the balls to come at me," so then Stu goes, "That." Nah. If if you want, if I wanted to try you, I'd try you. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and, you know, first comes to shove, this is Owen. And Stu gets up, sits on the end of the bed and goes, hangs, uh, the phone up. hangs a phone up first, obviously. Goes down, sit at the end of the bed and it was Owen. That little yep. bastard got me. <laughs> that yep. because he, Owen always, it was always against the boys. But when yeah. you could rib your own father, rib Stu Hart, you had to do it. And that is the one that always will always will always pop me. Yeah, uh, that is a good one. Um, anytime you can fuck with Stu and Owen, I'm sure fucked with Stu nonstop knowing knowing him. But mm-hmm. and speaking of someone else that's uh, fun to fuck with, Vince McMahon. So, uh, you know, Vince is working at the whatever <laughs> arena they're in there one day and. He comes back to his office. What's that goddamn smell? And there are pigs all in his office and other barnyard animals that have then proceeded to alleviate themselves in Vince's office and then track it all around. And, uh, you know, of course, it was, as David would say, it wasn't me, it was Owen. That... (sighs) That was the funniest thing because we, we mentioned Kurt Henning that you he never really went as far as to rib the boss, to rib his father, to rib, you know, the real <laughs> legitimate badasses. Like an Owen Hart gave no fucks. He uh, if everybody was fair game. Yeah, and I don't think anyone really ever got pissed off at anything Owen did. He, his ribs were always pretty lighthearted. Mm. Um, I, I, I still want to, one of my honorable mentions was the, uh, I forgot, was it Ahmed Johnson with his music? Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. pretty sure that was talked about on, uh, on, on Jeff Jarrett's podcast, new podcast. If you're not... Uh, if you're not subscribed, go subscribe. I'll shill it on here. I don't care. Uh, and just the fact that I think it was Jack Lanza that was in uh, one of the agents at the time. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the match, the sound guy at the arena goes, I think it was Arrowhead. Was it Arrowhead? Was it Anaheim? Or? I can't remember. Anyways, I, I knew, I think it was on the West Coast. Anyways, I think it was California somewhere. And uh, they're like, oh, play the music, play the music. And I'm in Ju- Johnson's music plays right off the bat in the middle of the match. God damn it. Stop the music. Yeah. And uh, fucking Owen. But that's the thing. That's. It made this time. So much better that. Yeah, it was a rib. Yeah, it was a joke. But it made everything a little bit easier, made everything just that much easier to go to work every day. Yep. I mean, when you, everyone enjoyed him. I, everyone I've heard talk uh, that worked with him, you know, he was just an absolute pleasure to be around. Um, famously tight with his money and wouldn't stay at the hotels and 
didn't get rental cars. He had people in different in every town that he would stay with, like fans, and they would drive him around in their car, and so that he didn't pay for rental cars and stuff like that. So notoriously cheap, but uh, or frugal, I guess is how a nice way to say it. Mm-hmm. But um, just one of those super nice family guys that you know you don't find too much in the wrestling business, especially back then. Right. So to end on a, 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 a little bit more of a positive note as well is last fast forward. We'll play the what if game here, Justin, a little revisionist booking, I guess you could say 99 May the 23rd doesn't happen. Owen Hart's still, still with us. He goes on, he wins titles after title after title. He's not, he retires. Do you see him opening up? a school similar to like a lane storm, <laughs> excuse me, uh, you know, who being a trainer. Who knows? I mean, he would have been a great trainer. Um, but I also know Owen, I think kind of wanted out of the business um, and just wanted to be a firefighter, I think. So, and I could completely see Owen doing that uh, just after, you know, after he made enough money and, got to say 2003 or four or five and it was about that time and i think owen probably just went and went home to calgary but who knows i mean maybe he would have got the bug back in him and but i guarantee i if i had to guess martha would have wanted him off the road uh sooner rather than later had he lived mm-hmm. but who knows so we all knew like you said he was going to stay, take, take a step away uh, from the business. He wanted, he was building a house. We all know we've heard the stories. Uh, the one thing that I've always learned following wrestling, being a wrestling fan, as long as I have been along the same lines as you never say never. And when the wrestling is in your blood, you never away from it. Uh, maybe it's one of those things that he'll he he'd have the heart dungeon 2.0 between him and his brother, uh, and him and his brothers. Excuse me, because we know obviously there's more brothers in the heart family. Uh, it, it's just one of those things where I I can see it happening. Is it good? Who knows? We don't know, but we're playing that revisionist booking. We're playing that what if game. Uh, but I just think that things would have definitely turned out very, very differently with this wrestling business. Do you think, <clears throat> excuse me, do you think we would have seen Owen make that jump? that Brett did over to WCW, or do you think, or do you think that he was, I, Owen was, I think, in my opinion, loyal to a fault. I would he was say loyal Owen, to the guy I, that brought him in. I think Owen would have stayed. I think he signed a new contract in 98. Mm-hmm. Um, and WCW was on its dying days, you know, in 2000. And so I, I don't see him going over there. Yeah. Yeah, because I think 
more than anything outside of being a wrestler, being a father, being a husband. Oh, oh, was a businessman on top of that. Uh, as you see a lot of these guys and gals today, whether they be in independence or whether they be in one of the major promotions in the, in the country and across the world, wrestling is a business. Well, and especially um, after he had watched Brett get used like shit up there or down there. So why would he want to go risk that to himself? Like if they treated Brett like shit, what do you think they're going to do to me? You know, him looking and seeing how they treated Brett and how basically his, you know, getting kind of not used at all at WCW. I'm sure he saw that and was like, eh, I'm good. I'll stay right here. At least these people know how to use me for the most part. Yeah. So... Like I said, with that being said, we appreciate everybody that has, uh, you know, tuned in this week to to this episode. Obviously, hopefully we did just to to the memory of Owen Hart and uh, just hopefully everybody will go back and watch a lot of these matches that that Owen has been in a lot of these promos that he did a lot of these historic events these historic times that he was in and go back and watch them seriously that that's all the hopes that i have for the show now is when we go back and do these remembrance that we go back and we remember them for the good don't remember them for the bad yeah and there's not a lot of bad to remember about Owen Hart. he is uh right truly one of the greatest wrestlers of all time um i named my dog after him that's how much he means to me so there you go uh, owen we miss you and we love you yeah so an- another thing that we love is all you guys interacting with us on social medias uh good bad indifferent if you're liking the show let us know what you're liking if you're not liking the show let us know what you're not liking what we can change to make the show better for you we're here to make everybody's experience that is listening to the show uh a positive one so you can follow us across all your social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram at underscore ringside rant. You can follow JD at JD 2040, right, JD? That's right. At JD 2040 on Twitter and uh, hit me up and uh, ask us some questions for next week's show, which is WCW Nitro from June 3rd, 1996, 25 years ago, uh, this mm-hmm. coming week. Yeah, so we're looking to uh, hit the ground running, start it on fire, that is. So go over, subscribe to the Ringside Rant across all your major podcasting platforms, uh, as well as uh, the Full Press Coverage Radio Network, uh, the Shining Wizards Network. So big shout out to those two great platforms that we're on. Uh, Thank you to uh, the band Ravenscroft for doing a theme song to this uh, podcast. Uh, go over and check out the merchandise store at uh, ringsiderant.whatforapparel.com. Check out the great new merchandise we have over there as well. Thank you for listening this week to the Ringside Rant, and we'll see you next week right here in Ranters Nation.